Newcastle's best maids. Nick, Jess and Ducko with Ash London. The new McCrispy from Macca's is set to be their next big thing. Try it today at Macca's. Available after 10.30am. Welcome to the Nick, Jess and Ducko with Ash London podcast. It's 106.9. It's Nick Jess and Ducko and Ash. Happy podcasting. Yeah, thank you so much to everyone that was involved in the show today. People calling out with their non-harmful internet addiction. Mm. Loving the real estate mm-hmm. websites. What's the favourite thing that you've found on a real estate website, Ash? Have you ever just Ooh. seen a mansion or a hovel or anything and just like, there was oh, I love this. one near us that used to be a mansion and it was now a hovel and it was for like $10 million. And Adrian, my husband and I were like obsessed with it. We're like, this is ridiculous. And then Andy Lee bought it. No way. Oh, that place on the river. Yeah, because it was in our suburb. And then he said, like, Adrian sent me the um, the link one day. He's like, you're not going to believe who's bought the expensive hovel. Because apparently they were saying this is going to be $2 million just, just to make it that somebody can move in. Like, not nice. Wow. Just to make it so that they can move in, like it's safe. It's completely derelict. Yeah. And it's a huge block. And they'll make it. Incredible, and I can't wait, but I think it'll take a long time. Yeah. And cost a load of money. Something he has, though. Bit of time and a bit of money. It's true. Yeah. Time and money. Yes. Ah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, must be nice. He was in radio in that uh, in that glory days, wasn't that he? Golden era. Yeah. Oof, that yeah. juicy time. I lived in Melbourne when they were on drive. And obviously they were huge everywhere like on the, in that drive show. But I would be in the car going out to visit my friend who lived 45 minutes out of Melbourne. And you'd you'd be stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, and you'd laugh at a joke, and you'd look next to you, on both sides in the rear vision mirror. Everyone would be laughing at the same joke mm. because every single person was listening. It's wild. Like it was just, it was like Rove Live, you know, and like yeah, yeah, what that was big, and yep. you talked about Rove Live the next day. Just it was so deeply part of the zeitgeist. It was. The glory days. It was pop culture and everyone was on the one on the one channel. Yeah. And it was exactly right. And right. so they should be successful. They're hilarious. So they should. Yeah. The best that's ever done it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I tell you what, Rove Live was a classic show. That was a great show. What the what the was just like Yeah. What the? Yeah. As a kid, you just said, that's so fucking funny, man. And, and he used to get funnier than this shit. He'd have the bowl of M&Ms yeah. on the table and yeah. the, his guests would just could eat M&Ms while they're doing the talk show live. There's yeah. a crowd. We don't have, have any like night talk shows like that anymore. No, it doesn't really happen. Yeah. Well, like, um, America, yeah. like Carrie night. Bickmore got to start doing yes. like the, the real news, like yes. silly news segment. Yeah, that were the good oh, times. Days. Let's bring back late night talk shows in Australia. Yeah, we'll get all. We'll get all the big guests. <laughs> Grand Daniel would start, and then uh, yeah, it would be. I mean, we're like Grant or Usher or yeah. And, oh, 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 that's <laughs> we are still. We're recording. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's good times, man. It's fun. It's fun. Guys, they just get they. But uh, oh, the all the Jimmy Fallon's and stuff like that. Like they must just get so many, so many people watching that because it's crazy how many shows there are and crazy the amount of stuff and budget they have. Yeah, I know. 250 million people in America. Yeah, it's yeah. just so many more people. We just don't have the population. Oh, even Ameri- no. uh, even the UK has old mate. What's his name? Um, um, oh, he's very funny. Oh, he gets Jonathan all, Ross. Uh, no, Graham Norton. Oh, Graham, Graham Norton. Norton. Yes. Oh, I love that one. Graham Norton. I love that great. concept of yeah. everyone all on one couch. It's good. It's fun. Oh, UK seems to do I it at a more... Sorry, reasonable time. They're not doing like late night. midnight. No. no Who's none of watching them are, at that are time? they? No. no, not in the UK. No. Yeah. But then it's like the late show and then the late, late show. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> so late. 
So late. It takes to have more. Yeah. It used to be like three networks that have the late show, the late, late show. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Do you work your way up from late, late, late to late, late to late? You know yeah. what I mean? Then you've made it? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, yeah. here they do, I don't like know. Conan. Oh, yeah, Conan O'Brien. Oh. Mm. You can watch Graham Norton here. back in the day. Jay Leno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good times. They don't make them like they used to, guys. No, they don't. <laughs> anyway, Maths is coming out soon. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're in, obviously in a group chat here, team. Uh, the three of us and producer S. Snooze. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last night, uh, Ash London sent a text, which I... I thought was really cool and very funny, oh, but I didn't, I don't think I replied to the text with enough, uh, emphasis that made you feel that way. And then I got concerned oh, and it okay. made me think, what is the best way to reply to someone? If you think they've done something really funny. Yeah. So okay. I can also reply my Apple, Apple watch, right? Yeah. Uh, Ash mm-hmm. sends a text last night saying, um, we were talking about getting someone on for sky racing for Melbourne cup. And Ash said, well, meanwhile, my husband just walked straight into straight up to gay Waterhouse at a gelato shop and asked for a tip. And I was like, that's an incredible, that's hilarious. I, <laughs> I was like so excited to share yes. the story with you because we had just been talking about the spring racing carnival, about Melbourne Cup. Yeah. We just and, been talking about it. And I was, I, I was not near my phone, but I was on my watch and I read it and I laughed out loud and then I hit the ha ha react. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then I walked away and I went, no, she hasn't replied. And I don't know if the ha ha react is enough emphasis on what she said that was cool. So what do you think, think is more that? powerful? Because the ha ha well, this react is what I wanted to or because then I went back and I re- ha ha ha. Well, I think more powerful is ha 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 like multiple HAs. Yeah. So you've got levels. You've got the ha ha react. You've got multiple HAs. You've just got the ha ha ha, which I don't think is that good. Which is no one's laughing. No. And then you've got ha-ha's. what Gilly does, which I think is what serial killers do, where they go ha dash ha dash ha like the proper way. <laughs> yes. And and I'm like, no, I don't, that's robotic to me. So then that's I re- like going ha yes ha. Ha. I find it condescending, but it's it's even though it's it the appropriate way, I just can't. So then I replied to yours, Ash. I then replied to that thread going, ha, 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 what did she say? <laughs> I've like, done both. <laughs> yeah, I've done both. And then Ash never replied. And I was like, have I lost it? Because I didn't initially reply funny. Yeah, see, I've seen a number. I... Oh, you go, Ash. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh... <laughs> no, you go. Why don't you go? <laughs> you go. <laughs> <laughs> see, I've seen a number of people with like... Absolutely dead looks in their eyes, not a, the slightest little smirk on their face. They don't even exhale through their nose at a message. And they laugh. And then in, in like under a second, they've typed hundreds of H's and A's. Yeah. Just like, yeah. and then just flick it off. Yeah. And I, I hate that. I hate it so much. The space between each heart <laughs> no, is that's like the so care no. that is required <laughs> to show you, I think this is hilarious. Ha! Ha! Ah, nah. That's what I'm hearing. I get like Ash said, I get the huh, huh, huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think even lower than that is just double tapping for the ha-ha react. Oh, I hate it ah, when someone it. doesn't write back. Damn it. Yeah, I'm see, like, ah. I was stoked on my stuff. And like no one else even replied. I was like, maybe no one knows who Gay Waterhouse is. Maybe <laughs> the joke <laughs> is lost on them. Uh, no, it was very then good. You had written ha-ha. But on the, the, the double tap ha-ha reaction, that's not a reaction. I'll never react to a reaction. Okay. See, I thought the ha-ha reaction might have been okay. Like, if someone does, goes through a group message and replies late, then they react a ha-ha to someone's from before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that, yeah. that clearly thinks they find it funny. But if it's in yeah, the moment. Well, you only do in. that if you're going through mis- messages you've missed. Right. You use the double tap for reactions to what's already happened, and then you have to put text in to be like, just catching up or whatever. Or right. like, so if someone had, if, if I was you, Ducko, I would have probably said something like, 
unbelievable scenes. Right. Or if it's really funny, ha, 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 ha. And then another message straight away that yeah. also says, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. So it's uh, like, yeah. I'm the, really laughing here. All the capitals. So when I then replied yeah. to you, Ash, and said, you know, I then came back four messages later and said, what did she say? And then you never followed up. Were you like, it's done? I was done by then. Okay. <laughs> 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 my life. So when I sent you the ha, ha, react, you were like, you were a bit off it. <laughs> and I was then, like, oh, okay, no one cares. <laughs> great story. I was I'll like, genuinely, chat. genuinely, I was like, I laughed, replied on my watch, and I thought about it for like 30 seconds. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then, and I literally <laughs> took it to my girls' friends group, my <laughs> WhatsApp group with the girls from high school. I was like, hey, guys, guess what? And they were like, oh, my God, we love Kay. What a legend. Like, love that. That's so funny. Like, what were you like? Did you just stand there with your arms crossed because you hate horse racing? Like, they were like in it. Come uh, on, if, deep in the joke. If it they didn't fly in that group chat, is there a third one that you would have taken it to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Just keep going down the line. Yeah. <laughs> Some, someone will enjoy this. <laughs> I'll tell you what's trending, baby names, one specific one of influencer parents, Rachel and Jordan Flom. Now, these people are from the States. They're from Tennessee, Heck from yeah. Nashville. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. And I'm going to let them do the explaining because they have decided to name one of their triplets... <laughs> Um, one of their <laughs> triplets. And would you just, if you had triplets, right, would you name the first two something you want? The third one, you're like, let's just have fun with this. Let's let's give this one a bit of carry on. <laughs> yeah, bottom of the pile. Yeah. Like, it's hard enough to come up with two at once. Coming up with three at once would be wild. Uh, uh, now, they've named it after an Australian city. I was surprised they went with this one. The name of baby C is... Brisbane Lee. Brisbane Lee. So it might be Briz for short. And where we got this one is, so Lee is my middle name. And then I lived in Brisbane, Australia for six months. And it just meant a lot to me. And I jokingly said the name uh, Brisbane once. I don't think it's a name, but we're making it a name. <laughs> six months. It meant a I lot to him. I just say one thing before we get into the discussion of these, of the names. Yeah. Yeah. Influencer parents are on a whole nother level <laughs> yeah. of just infuriating human beings. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I just want to put it out there because yeah. everyone's thinking it. Yeah. Um, continue. All yeah. right. Very good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, I lived in Cairns for eight months. I'm not naming one of my kids <laughs> Cairns. I, can, I mean, I'm from Brisbane. So, you know, I'll, I don't I don't see a bad name with, you know, Brisbane. Uh, he could call the kid Bris Vegas for short. Yeah. Little Vegas. <laughs> little Bris. Uh, you like Vegas. Little Bris? Vegas is a cool name. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Brisbane's a horrible name for a child. I will not lie to you. Yeah. Uh, Especially Briz. Briz. Briz, Briz is, is not, not a cool shortening of a name. No, it's not. Brizzy. <laughs> Brizzy. Uh, Worse. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's the city. Like, Brizzy is yeah. the shortening of the city. Like, it sucks. Mm. Yes. Anyway, yeah. each to their own, I suppose. <laughs> but it has started with, uh, or it started up online, a lot of people saying, if it wasn't already an English word, what would be cool names? Yeah, this is funny but, because mm. so many names are taken and so many names are taken by people that you maybe don't like. So you yes. don't want to use it. So you've got to come up with weird names. Yeah. yeah. So I would really love, like, Cellador, I think is a really nice name if it wasn't one. Cellador. Oh, yeah. I think pudding. Isn't that supposed to be the most beautiful, like, word in the English language? Yeah. Is yeah, it really? Yeah. The most beautiful says, coupling yeah. of syllables, Cellador. It does yeah. sound nice to say. Yeah. Pudding, I think, would be a cute baby. Pudding. Be fat. Pudding would be fat. Yeah. If you had a yeah, baby pud. Pud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if your accountant was putting Gill, maybe that would be less putting enjoyable. Gil, yeah. But hi, I'm putting Gill. I'm here to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop you there, Puds. <laughs> what about um? What about pretzel? 
pret, little pretz. I like that. Pretzel. Pretz. If you don't think of pretzel as the food, you just think of it as a name. Pretzel. Yeah. Little pretzel. Pretzel. You, you do, you vendetta. Remember. Oh, that's not bad. Ven, vendetta. That's, that's actually cool. quite beautiful. That's really nice. If it wasn't for yeah, revenge, vendetta. Yeah, because that's mm. the thing. Like when you attribute something to the name, that's when it causes trouble. Like we were nearly going to call Otis Hunter. Um, because that's yep. my middle name. But then the hunter. And then, no, we were in Baskin Robbins one day. Oh. And this, this mum with like seven kids just screaming and running around her and carrying a baby also, um, just looking stressed as you would, all of a sudden just goes, Hunter, get the f back here, you little sh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. Ah, and there goes that name. <laughs> Cross that <laughs> off Cross the list. Off list. Yeah, it's hard to find a name. Producer Snooze sent us some ideas that drink Harbour is one, which I don't mind. Oh, I like that. Harbour's nice. Harbour's a nice one. She's also put diarrhea. I think she's just having a carry on there. <laughs> Asparagus. Yeah, and custard. I don't mind custard. 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 If you can differentiate nah. custard from the Cuss. thing to the to the human. Cuss. I don't know, cussy. cussy. <laughs> Little cuss. Little cust. What yeah. about this one, which I actually am obsessed with, but obviously the name will always be a no. Harlot. Oh, yeah. Harlot. It's I like do Charlotte, like Charlotte, it. but it's like Harlow and Charlotte. Harlot. Harlot. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. That's, That's pretty good. good. If it wasn't that, associated you know. with a harlot, it would be wonderful. Yeah. What, what is a harlot? Like a like a screeching harlot, like a wild woman. Oh. <laughs> isn't a harlot, you know, isn't it more like um, a unfaithful, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. it was like the olden day word of S version of S-L-U-T? Oh, yeah. promiscuous lady. Promiscuous is the word I was yeah. looking for. You get cacolded over harlot. here. Yeah, the harlot. Ooh, that's not bad. I'm going to use that in a sentence. Ooh. You're a little harlot. <laughs> I probably won't. <laughs> they won't even know what it means. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Get involved with the show, guys. We would love to hear from you. And the question, or maybe the topic I'm posting right now, is um, what's your non-harmful internet addiction? I'm not talking about some of the things that can get into murky territories that mm -hmm. our phones and the internet present to us. Um, because I read something on The Guardian today. It was an opinion piece. Um, and this person was talking about the fact that they find themselves addicted to uh, a real estate website. Ah. Now, are they in the market for buying a house or a rental? No, 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 no. They just bought something. They're happily living in it. They're not going to take out another mortgage anytime soon. However, they can't stop every day. They're looking, imagining themselves in the houses. What art would I put up? Oh, with that kitchen. Can I commit to a lawn? All sorts of questions we ask ourselves it, as we imagine living in these homes. It is sort of fun to like go on a real estate website and then put the, the price up to like several million above what you can afford and just see what's around. It makes me depressed. I don't like doing it because it's just like, it's never going to be attainable. I just, yeah, it's bad. It's like that pool's worth more than my house. Yeah. Those steps are worth more than my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this psychologist has actually said it's it's a form of escapism for a lot of people. So when you're feeling stressed or depressed about your life, in the same way that I watch the Kardashians and I'm like, I'm never going to afford that life, but I'd love to just look at it. And yeah. watch it. Mm. And I am completely obsessed with the realestate.com app. Oh, you I as would well. look every day. Oh, absolutely. I just, I love property and houses. Yeah. I shouldn't say property. That makes me sound like a mogul. I like houses. <laughs> like, I like I'm interior kinda, design. You know, <laughs> I've got a few on the go. Yeah. When I made my first <laughs> As interest rates are about to prop up again today, I love property. Oh, gosh. So depressing. I know. Oh, no. But yeah. Do you have something like this, boys, that it's like, I think I know what yours might be, um, Gilly, because it is something that you not five minutes ago you said, oh, I forgot to 
Uh, yeah, so mine is actually an extension of that. So Wordle is what you're talking about, which I love. Yeah. Yes, I love Wordle. But mm-hmm. my addiction is Wordle Bot. So what happens is at the end of your Wordle, <laughs> yeah. you have this option yeah. where an AI bot tells you what it would have done by assessing all of the probabilities of the most likely word that you should have guessed next. Now, if you don't know, Wordle is obviously a guessing game. You punch in a five-letter word and try and guess it. Ever, everyone's not playing it I don't know, a year or two ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Wordlebot, <laughs> I love just learning what I should have done, and it gives you the probability how good your guess was versus what the bot would have done. And when you get a He's 99... something nerdy and made it nerdier. Like, how it's is that just, possible? Uh, yeah. Unbelievable Wordlebot. No one man. in the history of humanity knew about Wordlebot. Gil is the only it. one doing it. It insults The you. only one. Yeah, the it only insults you, her, right? He made it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got this thing called the luck meter. And so if you beat the bot, it's just like, well, you got a 99 luck rating. It's just like, oh, screw geez. you, buddy. I was just more skillful than you. Yeah. Anyway. That's, uh, that's, you know, that's exciting. And that's why you don't reply to text, hey? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, mine would probably be, my, I mean, mine's pretty basic, but like, I'm just, it's filled my algorithm now, but I love yeah. watching various golf videos. Oh, yeah. I, can't, I, yeah. I find it so satisfying when you watch people who are really good at the game. Is there a style that you... Do you love a great drive? Do you love a great putt? What's yeah, your favorite type like of Like a low-cutting shot that gets all the way down to... Like, things that I know that I can't do. And you see, <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Yeah, oh. yeah. And the amount of technique videos that I watch, and which are really bad, you shouldn't do it. And then I just try and alter and copy. <laughs> really dumb idea. Yeah. Like, ask producers... It's the same as real estate. Yeah. You're looking at something you're never going to attain and you wish you could and <laughs> you love and appreciate. Hey, 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 I don't like... Uh, maybe I could attain it one day, Ash. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and maybe I could buy a $10 million house <laughs> yeah probably I mean, not though <laughs> both, both unlikely you, both of you can practice all your life they may not yeah. end up that much better yes yes i could get better at wordle though <laughs> it's because you're the only one playing <laughs> yeah uh 13 10 60 non-harmful internet addictions yeah just little guilty pleasures things that are okay just a little dumpy thing seven million dollar house give us a call Kayla in Barnsley, what's your non-harmful internet addiction? So, you know the cleaning and organising videos on TikTok Mm. that are purely no music, no talking, and it's just the satisfying banging of the objects going into the dividers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Absolutely addicted. Like just like Marie Kondo style or just, just getting things in dividers? Just... Getting things in dividers, it's just like the of like the packing of the mm. things, and I don't know, maybe because I'm the most unorganized person in the world, maybe that's just why it's yeah. so satisfying. And you, and you never so, do you ever put that into your life, Kayla? Do you ever try and do it? Look, once or twice, but it never, it's just not as satisfying doing it yourself. No, it's I just not. Watch someone yeah. else do it. I, I, I remember I got into the folding ones where you see there's people who can fold really well and they use like cardboard mm. and you can fold oh, clothes yeah. with cardboard and I tried it. It was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. They make it look so they make easy. It look so easy. I'm not doing that. And it's even like the ones with like the people in America that have these huge ass freezers and they just stock it with ice with all these the ice. fruits and that in it. Oh, yes. my gosh. Love the sound Very of it. Ice. Love Strawberry the idea. Ice. Who Mind can ice. be bothered? <laughs> Which Kardashian is it that has that pantry that's the size of someone's house? I mean, they all Probably do, but, all but I think Chloe is, has all her stuff organized in the pantry. Yeah, like really she's well labeled. The, she's yeah. very organized. Yeah, very, love yeah, a gr- yeah. label. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. they've got people for that. They've got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We don't, Kayla. <laughs> we don't <have> <laughs> We're the people. <laughs> we are the people. <laughs> 
Um, there's been a bit on for our little show in this last fortnight, hasn't there? It really has. <laughs> if you've seen it all over social media and stuff as well. So last Thursday, we were off air. Mm-hmm. Um, we were off air because I had to go to Sydney to do another a sperm search for my fertility stuff. For those that don't know, I'm sure you all do. Uh, found out this year, due to doing the radio stunt with you, Gilly, that I've got a genetic yeah. deletion. Yeah. Um, that's nothing I could control, and it means I make little to no sperm, and the sperm are on a timeline where I might not make them forever. Bit of a shock for you. You've handled it with aplomb and done really well, but you've had to go through to try and find out if you can donate at some stage in order to try and have kids in the future. Yeah. So I had two sort of little things frozen from when I, before we went overseas and went on a break. Anyway, I did a test in Newcastle a couple of weeks ago and it was bad. I couldn't find any, didn't freeze any. And so we did this Sydney one, which is like the thorough, it's like the mecca of sperm search in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like I very thorough. I can't say something. Mm. Sperm search needs to be... The title of the reality TV show that you host. Oh yes, <laughs> over the break. Yeah, that's not bad. That Hi, could I'm be Nicole good. I want welcome you to, to be like search. yes, yeah, yeah, welcome to yes, sperm like Grant Denyer. Yeah, but it's like a whole lot of men searching for sperm, and you host it. I just think it, <laughs> just getting. Test I mean, results. any of the Channel Seven execs are listening. Yeah. This is going to be a winner. That's, yeah, continue, that's good. My darling. That's good from you. I like that. Turn into a positive. <laughs> Um, so yeah, on uh, Thursday, I went and did the test in Sydney. I didn't get the results back until Friday morning, which is a bit delayed. Normally they tell you that afternoon. Yeah, right. Um, and it was, it was a funny old day Friday because Friday was the day that your video went out as well, Gilly, where, where you announced that, you know, you're fishing up here at the end of the year. Yeah. And so the comments and messages were streaming in and stuff. It was quite an emotional day for us all. Yes. And then I got the call from the, the doctors as well, um, that on Friday the test went, uh, as probably as bad as it can go, the results. Yeah. So it was similar to my last one. So they essentially they didn't find any again. Well, they found three, and the three little guys weren't motile, meaning that they weren't moving. Yeah, which so they, means they can't be inseminated. They can't be frozen, yeah. And yeah. They, yeah, you can't use them, essentially. So they weren't able to use any again, so from that test. Um, which, you know, as I, as I said before, it's a bit of a blow. Like, it, it Yeah, so how are you feeling now with tests like these? Like, you've had a lot of bad news now, <laughs> and you've had some, like, little wins along the way as well. You do have some yeah. frozen, which might give you a couple of rounds of IVF potentially, Correct. but you would like more. Yeah. So how do you feel about these now when you get these these bad ones? Yeah, I don't know. You sort of get, like, pretty numb to it. You mm. know what I mean? Like, it sucks. Mm. It's a blow. It, it hurts, and it... um. But I don't go through that whole, oh, my manhood's questions and masculinity. I'm well past that phase, mm-hmm. and I've yeah. sort of moved through that. You sort of just get disappointed because you start to allow yourself, like, oh, what if they call me and say, we found, like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, like, 25 or 30. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get that disappointment again, it sort of brings you back to reality very quickly. Um, but you just kind of have to remain kind of neutral to and, it all. You know yeah. what I mean? And so what's the next step from here? Like, do they try again? Are yeah. they like, oh, maybe things are, is this a trend? So, well, yeah, it's two in a row. So we're going to do one more in a fortnight. I'm going to go back and do it again to Sydney in a fortnight. And, uh, if that, if that happens, that's three, that is a bit of a trend. That's sort of a different conversation with the fertility mm. doctors and stuff that can either go down the path of. Because we're starting uh, proper IVF rounds in February next year. Mm-hmm. So that can go down the path of, let's just hold it and maybe come back in January and do another one. Yep. Or the surgical extraction from the, uh, from the berries. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the, 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 path, the path I'm not, I'm not super, super excited to go down. <laughs> Don't want anything sharp around no, that area. No, I do not at all. Uh, and all the guys will see me be like, ugh. But um, that's probably the next step after this, I'd say. Yeah. And it's kind of mm. like bottom of the barrel step. That's sort of like last line of defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look like. It's such oh. a weird one because when you're trying for a baby, no matter what you're facing, right, none of it feels real because it's like you, you're trying to plan for something that 
you have no idea what it even is like, right? Before you've had a kid, you don't know. Yeah. So it's like you're getting disappointed or or excited about something that is so foreign and Mm. isn't even happening yet. Like planning to plan for kids is is where so so many of us start out, right? Yeah. And for you, planning to plan to have kids looks very different to, to other people, but it's so hard to like, I don't know, find that balance between being organized and doing the right thing and like not getting excited, allowing yourself to be disappointed, but not too dis- It's so tough. And, and, it's yeah. crappy. And on that, Ash, it's little things as well. Like we don't have pregnancy cover right now in a health insurance because it adds a lot of money to it per month, yeah. but, but we need to get it on. However, we could be going through IVF for the next five, six years. Yeah. And that's five, six years you're paying for this cover. That's a lot of money. And as it's well all, as it's, the as, as well IVF, as the IVF and the pro- not- Cheap. And it's all these little things that sort of weigh and add up on your mind. And like, even, you know, Morgan's using language and they're like, well, when we have our baby, when we have our kid and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, whoa, 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 let's not use yeah. that terminology just yet, which I don't want to be negative and we want to manifest positivity, but I don't know. There's no right way to go about it, I suppose. But like suppressing your excitement is a way to manage your emotions and yeah. not, not having too mm. much of a toll on you. And this is not going to help you at all, Ducko. But one thing that has come out of this, you mentioned there that you don't, you're not questioning your manhood yes. and stuff like that as, as a result of anything. You mentioning this over the course of this year, what I think it's done mm. as a massive positive mm. is a lot of totally. people who are going through this are doing the same thing. Probably from hearing your story, they're also no longer questioning their manhood or their masculinity or anything like that because you're willing to talk about it. And I think that... Whatever happens down the track, that's one positive that you've done for all of Newcastle, and I think it's very brave totally. of you to have done it. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. And I, all You're the comments legit. and messages people have given me, the support, it's actually been therapeutic and cathartic sort of talking about it on air in yeah. a weird way, to a very public way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Problem shared. Pro- then, problem <laughs> yes. Sperm Search TV show, Gold Logie, that's <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah. on the way. Yeah. Imagine. I'll watch those Logies. Cherry on the top of the cake. <laughs> it only takes one with Darko. <laughs> <laughs> $50,000 of luxurious home upgrades for just 5k? Yes, please. Search Montgomery Homes. One, two, three, it's like ABC. Pick 106.9, 10k alphabet. Gotta have all the money. 30 seconds to answer 10 questions, all starting with the same letter. We have to take your first answer. Can't use the same answer twice. And if you're unsure of the question, just say pass. Of course, we'll come back to you if there's time. Today's player from Clarence Town, it's the iconic Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Hi, how are you? What's it like being an icon of Clarence Town, Erin? Oh, man. (laughs) Unexplainable. (laughs) That's good. She's floating. Just stopped in the street everywhere you go, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) 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 What what are we doing with 10K, Erin? Organising our wedding. Oh, very good. Is it it locked in? How close are you to it actually happening, or is it still a, a way off? It's 12 months exactly this weekend. Oh, 12 months. Okay. How long have you been engaged, Erin? Four years. Ah, it's <laughs> finally <laughs> happening, eh? <laughs> well, nah, COVID, guys, COVID. COVID yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. one year in normal life. Yeah, so true, <laughs> so true. <laughs> All right, let's get this over the line then. Your letter this morning to get you towards your wedding is D. If Aaron loses, the wedding's going to be postponed for another couple of years. Just so. <laughs> D for delay. I mean, probable. <laughs> uh, delay, yes. All right, D for delays. All right, your title Perfect. start after the first question. Here we go. Starting with the letter D. I need you to name something that has a tail. Dog. A theme park. Dreamworld. A country. 
Pass. A royal title. Pass. A clothing item. A dress. A sweet treat. Dream chocolate. An adjective. Dance. A five-letter word. Drunk. Something expensive. Diamonds. And the diamonds Snuck the diamonds in yep. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'll give you seven, which is pretty darn good, Aaron. Very good indeed. And you've got $100 to spend at the Happy Wombat. Yes, please, it's better than Lego. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, enjoy that. And uh, let's take you through it. My country, Denmark, and a royal title, the Duke or the Duchess. Pretty Jeez. much it. When you were close to it, and you nearly had them all done. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me that. Aaron. An adjective was, look, it was a little dodgy if we were, like, heading towards mm. 10 territory, but uh, oh, I'd have to bend my mind. The word to... came out of her mouth. Yeah. Yeah, something came out. Yeah. It sounded good, you it's know what I mean? Good. We would have given it. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, uh, it's been great to chat. Sorry, hopefully you don't postpone your wedding anymore because of that. Oh, all good. Thank you so much. Nick's Nick's rejected content. Oh, yes, Nick's rejected content. So so it is my last week here on the show, and so I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose here, guys. I might as well share with you the content that the boss rejected. And this morning I thought I would bring to you, at the start of every year what you have in radio is a meeting where you put forward, like, big ideas, things that you want to do Mm. in the year Uh that are maybe big. So we did Newcastle's Biggest World Pool a little while ago, right? That was a start-of-year idea. How cool would it be, you know, Biggest World Pool to be able to do that again after we did it the first time? That's the kind of thing that you would do. And these are things that I've brought up every single year that I think would be great Mm. campaigns that, uh, that have always been shut down. By the boss. Now, I want to share them with you and see if you think that they would be good campaigns. Starting off, I thought it would be good to have a months-long campaign to try and get as many manufacturers of clothes on board to get pockets in women's pants universally. Mm, I don't want pockets in my pants because it (laughs) makes my hips look weird. I mean, I can't comment because I'm not a, I'm not a woman, so I don't know. But that's the, what Jess said as well. Yeah, it seems like the two the two yeah. women we've worked with have both said no, and Snoo <laughs> said no. Snoo said no yeah. as well. Yeah, makes your hips look weird. You don't want to be able to yeah, store you want things. A clean line. Okay. I got a handbag. Yeah. All right, all right. Maybe that one. All right, all right, all right, all right. The first one, we're just yeah. floating stuff. Yeah. Maybe that one should have been rejected. All right. What about this one? Still in the clothes category, Ducker. You can comment okay. on this one. Yes. I wanted to campaign for manufacturers of men's pants to have reinforced crotch areas because you always rip through yeah. the crotch area first. You do. You do. It's the way we sit, I think. I always get holes in my crotch. The way we sit, you, you big reckon? dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Come on. What's good? <laughs> Shout out to my wife. How you doing? Morgan, so would you... uh, lady. <laughs> no, I think it's because I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I get them there. But yes, that would be nice. Do you, I, don't you reckon that if there was just like an l- extra layer of denim or something around the crotch? But then is that eating into where the boys lie? You know what I mean? Is that going to be uncomfortable? Mm, there's, a, there's always a reason. Yeah. yeah but also, feel... manufacturers these days want your clothes to fall apart, so you buy new ones, unfortunately. <laughs> nah, see, I think it's engineered obsolescence. Like, they want people to have to go get new pants because you can't really patch up that area. Well, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what Ash is saying. Yeah. They want you to spend that money. Yeah. But I, look, I mean, I'd like that one. I, I'm, I'm surprised mm. that this didn't get up in a meeting, though. All right, all right, all right. Last one for you. This is Anything my, else for us? This is my big one. This is the one I'm most passionate about that never got up. 
I wanted cafes, restaurants, everyone to pledge that they would provide you with a steak knife if you ordered sourdough. Sourdough! Uh, Yes! Now we're talking! There is nothing more frustrating than getting sourdough and trying to cut through it with a butter knife and it's spraying food everywhere. It's tearing the bread apart. You can never get through the crust. Uh, You need a steak knife. You do. It's so obvious. Isn't it? Like, you wouldn't give me a fork to eat my soup with. Why are you giving me a blunt butter knife to cut through this rock hard but delicious sourdough? Thank you. Yeah, the butter knives barely cut through anything that's soft anyway. Yeah, like they're always blunt. Getting getting through the hard butter. Yeah, and then I thought, you know, we could get some hit one hundred six point nine steak knives, and we're like handing them out to cafes, just like here you go. If like the overheads are a problem. Yeah. Here's some steak knives to be able to give to your sourdough customers. Yeah. Because yeah, overheads aren't a problem in radio at the moment. We have got <laughs> so much extra cash. Oh, yeah. Why are we doing this segment again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we probably can't afford steak <laughs> yeah, knives. Yeah, that's, <laughs> ah, that's not happening. Keep, keep on, keep on talking about what's trending. What's trending? Trending now. All right. Would you believe it, guys, but the internet is divided. What? Not again. Must again. be in a million pieces by now. <laughs> Families have been left fuming over child-free zones on airlines, calling them weird and sad. So the Turkish-based airline, Korendon Airlines, have oh. just introduced adult-only areas. Ah. And parents are angry about it. Now, are there soundproof, um, like, doors or anything between the two yeah. sets? I'd imagine it's just the curtain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just the curtain and in the other yeah, cabin. it's at the front. In the other cabin, you're just hearing this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if you're right against the yeah, curtain. Yeah, yeah, you're at the front. <laughs> Did I pay extra for this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an interesting one because I feel like I feel like this would be a good thing, right? If you were a parent and you know you're flying with a young kid, wouldn't you want to be in an area where you know you people, to. it's all kids around you, it doesn't matter if they're yes. crying and screaming, no one's going to feel yes. bad, you don't have to feel bad? Yeah. Yeah, because you feel got, better. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the double win of not only are you amongst your own, you're among very yes. understanding people. Yes. They're like, yes. I get it. I get that your kid's crying. I see that you're trying to calm them yeah. down, but the fact that they're not, I'm okay with that. Totally. And you know what? Like, it, there's no better feeling when you are on a plane when another, especially if they're an older person, I'm talking over 50 or 60, reaches over and goes, I've been there, you're yeah. doing good, or, yeah. like, you yeah, know, yeah. mine are grown up, but I remember. Like, it's such a wonderful feeling. What I don't understand is why families are getting angry over this. Like, yeah, people, who's getting angry? Like, I hate it when parents get all, like, because I've chosen to have kids and keep the society moving forward and the population <laughs> growing. Everyone needs to be on board and really excited about it, and it's a part of, yes, it's a part of life, but, like, yeah, it sucks when you're on a plane and a kid's crying. It sucks when your own kid's crying. Yeah. It sucks when other kids are crying. So let us just be with our own yeah. in an annoying, it's going to be crap. It's going to be. The flight is going to suck. I know it's going to suck. I've known it's going to suck from the second I booked that thing on the Jetstar website, <laughs> the second I get off the plane. And didn't book the I'm Flexi ready fair. for it to suck. <laughs> Can't change it. Don't get me wrong. If I'm on a flight and I see parents with crying kids, I feel so sorry for the parents. Yeah. Because it's worse yeah. for them than Look, anyone. Yeah. Uh, but it's still annoying. It is. <laughs> like, but If if you want to be a hero, if you're a non-parent or like even a parent as well, there is one tiny little thing that you can do and you'll be amazing. 
Just play peekaboo through the back of the seat. Yeah. And that will win every time. I've done that. I've done that. It's good. But then the kid keeps coming back for more. And it gets to the point where you're like, all right, (laughs) how long in this flight am I going to play peekaboo with you? And you know that parent is never going to say, that's enough now, darling. Leave him up. They're like, nah, I'm a babysitter. This idiot behind me is doing it. Yeah, exactly. But my kids are six now. They still love peekaboo. It's still good. It always works. It does. I mean, I still love peekaboo. I'm 41. What are they going to do? They're behind the hands again. No one's playing peekaboo with Nick. (laughs) You on airplanes trying to play with people behind and no one's playing with you because I think you're a total weirdo. (laughs) When I flew back from overseas this year on the big 13-hour flight, I had two toddlers in front of me and a baby diagonally to the left. Wowie. On the big 13-hour flight. Now, to be fair, they were actually very good, but they started jumping at one stage on the seats and trying to, like, hit each other and nearly jumping over and stuff while the dad was just watching a movie. Oh, no. (laughs) And the seat in front of me where my my, um, screen's on is just rocking. (laughs) Uh, Just watch San Andreas. Be realistic. (laughs) It's true. Um, Years ago, I was flying a long haul. I was flying to London. I would have been 21. And I asked at check-in for a... um, a bulkhead seat. And they said, oh, yeah. we can give you a bulkhead seat, but just warning you, there is two babies next to you. There's a, a one parent with a, a toddler and a baby. I said, that's fine. I don't care. Whatever. As long as I got my extra lead groom so I can go to the toilet. So it was a beautiful um, Indian lady. We became friends. And it was two flights. So it was like the, the big one, and then you have to stop over, and you get back on, and you're sitting there. And for the whole flight, I was helping, you know, holding the baby. We, you know, like, maybe me. This one was on her own. We land in Melbourne. Yeah. Guess who appears from business class? Oh, no. no. Her husband. Oh. No. <laughs> that is bad. Can you imagine the filthy look I gave him oh. at the end of that 22-hour journey? Oh. Filthy. I've never forgotten. It was 20 years ago. I've never forgotten. It. Yeah. If, oh. if you're going to do that, you've got to split the legs. You've got to split you it up. You've got to be split. You've I don't care if one's travelling for work, you're splitting the legs. You're splitting that up. Yeah, especially if he comes out. Did he come out and go, oh, hey, babe, how's the flight? I'm so refreshed. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel, feel so good. great. Yeah. How that do you feel? The thermidor was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. So child-free zones in planes, if we bring them here, you fall them? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. do it. Lock S- it in. And look, we love the Melbourne Cup, but it's a very hard race to bet on. Yeah, it is. Really is. And so we thought we'd go to an expert who knows about this sort of stuff. Lewis Willoughby from Sky Racing joins us. Good morning, mate. How are you going? Yeah, morning, guys. Yeah, I don't know about uh, I don't know about expert. I think I have uh, as little luck as anyone else in picking a winner in the great race. 23 horses to go around and all the different weights and form lines and coming from overseas and beyond. So it's a tricky one, but it's a great day uh, for all racing fans. And even if you're not, it tools down at 2 o'clock and then you're off to a venue to watch the race. So you at least get half a day. That's it. If you don't really enjoy the racing. That's it. Half <laughs> exactly. a day. Usually a company's doing something, a few free drinks. You know, yeah, you can't yeah. complain about that. Oh, yes, boss. I'm massively into horse racing. <laughs> I I've love got to it. take the afternoon off. I'm sorry. In fact, I like all the lead-up races as well. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to go at yeah. 10. I need to check the form guide. Uh, Lewis, what's the, uh, what's the track looking like in Melbourne for the races today? Yep, it's... So picture perfect. It was funny. I came on here last year and sprayed them because in typical Melbourne fashion, it was raining and the track was a heavy eight. But they've turned it on this year, 30 degrees, a good four. The rail's out two metres. They raced there on Saturday. It was a pretty firm track. So if you are looking through the form guide, I think it's going to be pretty dry there today. And some of those European horses are used to racing on tracks with a bit more softness in the ground. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But it's going to be a good 
Thursday racing there at Flemington. Before we get some odds and tips, Damien Oliver's kind of sweating on his horse at the moment. Uh, has he passed his fitness test? Is he going to be racing? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, at this stage, the horse is still in the race, which is great, obviously, for Ollie. I don't unfortunately give the horse much chance of winning but <laughs> there will be money for it throughout the day because it is his last ride and he, he's a champion jockey so he deserves to go out to, on a high hopefully he's able to win uh, some race throughout the day uh, but it would be really really special to see yeah. him on Alan Kerr okay now a guide for us dummies who don't know how to don't know how to pick a pick a winner particularly for today who have you got who's your top three you reckon that could uh, do some damage right yeah we'll touch on the favorite first war barn now favorites don't have a great record in the race, it must be said. And I know a lot of people, when we're talking about Melbourne Cup, we want to go, oh, give me something at a price. But I'll tell you about Ben because you'll hear people say today that he's beaten the handicapper, which is true. Willie Mullins brings it over from the UK. This horse is a three-time Group 1 winner over hurdles, which is huge over there in the UK. They love racing over the jumps. What the handicapper can't do for this race is uh, penalise him on any form he has over jumps. So ah. he's basically a star horse there with no penalty from that. And what the handicapper also can't do is uh, penalise him on, on what he thinks he may do in the future. So it's a horse with a lot of upside who's proven at Group 1 level, who's only had a few runs over the flat surface and has been an absolute star and then went to Ascot, the Royal Ascot Carnival, one by seven and a half lengths, beating Absurd, the stablemate who's in this race as well. So... He's just snuck in at the weights. He's only got 55 kilos. Ryan Moore wow. uh, was in America riding Group 1s on the weekend, comes to Melbourne today to try and win a Melbourne Cup. He's got barrier three. There is just so many ticks in the camp of Vauban. But if you're looking for one at more of a price, mm. I'll tell you what, Val and Declare won this race back in 2019. The fact that he's lining up again today, four years later, is pretty incredible. However... I think he's going better than when he won the race in 2019. He's flying. He's coming off two second placing for Danny O'Brien. Probably should have won at Mooney Valley last time out. And prior to that was really good uh, in a race at Caulfield at Group 1 level. So if you think history can repeat, gee, I think Down declares going really, really well. It's a big price. And the other one um, I'll steer you into is Sulcombe. Tab number six. Uh, Joe Marrera, another huge international jockey, comes to town to ride. He's been missing the start of late and it's just race over after that if he, if he misses the kick. If somehow Joe Marrera can get this horse to jump with the field off barrier four, uh, he definitely has the, the talent to win this race. So numbers five, six, and nine, mm-hmm. for me, I'll, they're the ones that I'll be focusing on. But it's, it's a great race, and it's a race where you really get to back your own judgment with whatever you like, because you wouldn't be surprised to see probably any of the 23 cross the line first. Really? Yeah. So if you are in a sweep at work, maybe... And you get someone and go, ah, oh, that's pretty wide. I hope they come last and I can get my money back. There's no one who you're tipping to <laughs> trickle over the line. Look, there's, there's a few down the board that I'd be more surprised if they ran first than last. But it is that kind of race that any, any horse can kind of get their chance over 3,200 metres. So, uh, no, if you're in a sweep and you've got a ticket on, on something at big odds, hold on to it because uh, anything can happen. Okay, we love that. Now, uh, Lewis, before we get you, uh, before we let you go, you're obviously not the fashionista, but I do want to ask your opinion on shorts at the at the race course now being allowed in Flemington. People are allowed to yeah. wear their shorts to the cup day. It's an interesting look. <laughs> what, what's your take it's, on it? It's very, very interesting. Look, it's not for me. I saw Carl Stefanovic during the week wearing yep. them, uh, and I don't think it's for him either, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely not for me. I mean, 
you know, just put on a pair of long pants for God's sake. It's it's not that hard. If you've got if you you know hit league day every day and you've got some great pins and you want to show them off, sure. But maybe the races isn't the place to do it. I'm sticking to. The long pants at Flemington. Thank you very much. You heard it. Right. Five, six, and nine and long pants. <laughs> yes, uh, make right. sure you gamble responsibly today. Wherever you do it, whatever you do, uh, Lewis Willoughby from Sky Racing. Thanks for joining us, mate. No, always a pleasure. Have a great day, guys. It should be it should be a crack at 3 o'clock, the big race out of 3,200 metres. It's going to be a great day. Looking forward to it. Tip 106.9. Thirteen ten sixty is our number. We want to know the dumbest way you were dumped. Because I was speaking to a very good mate of mine last night and brought up a very nostalgic story. So to set the scene, this is very early 2000s. I reckon maybe 2000 or 2001. Mm-hmm. She's sitting at the dinner table with her family. And they had, back in this day, ahead of their time, I reckon, a no answering the home phone during dinner rule. Mm-hmm. So any calls that came through would go through to the answering machine which was in the same room as the dinner table where they ate, just next to the kitchen, right? How good were the old school answering machines? You come home, you play back and you listen. I know. Yeah. So exciting. And then yes. clear, clear the cassette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We've got two. <laughs> anyway, so if you do remember the old answering machines, the joy of them was that if you are home, you could kind of screen the calls because you could hear the message that was going through. And so you could pick up the phone mm. halfway through and be like, oh, yep, this one's important. Anyway, so they're all sitting around the dinner table, right? They have the no answering rule. Phone rings, goes the answering machine, and it is her boyfriend. So she would have been 17, 18, maybe at the time. Yeah. It's her boyfriend, Nathaniel. And in front of the whole family, it's like, oh, hey, uh, it's Nathaniel here. Um, Look, I'm just calling up to say that uh, I think we should go on a break. Um, Yeah, I guess guess we're done. Is that like the old school way of doing it via text? I guess so. You know what I mean? Like the family answering Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone's eating dinner like, He would have been stoked. Yeah. (laughs) He would have been like, yes, no answer. No answer. (laughs) But also, who does he think's listening? I don't know. She's going straight up to listen to it. Like the mum or the dad will clearly hear it first. I know, but the best part about the story is that I love picturing the whole family like knife and fork still in hand, like <laughs> hovering over there, like bangers and mash or whatever. Yeah. And apparently the dad, without like missing a beat, kind of continues chopping up his sausage and goes, you can call him back now, actually, if you like. Or <laughs> 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 make it an exception yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to call him back or is he done forever? <laughs> yeah, fact, we could break the rule if, if you I like. was that age and I was my sister getting dumped, I'd be like, ooh, sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a dream moment oh, as, a, it? as a brother. Oh, oh yeah. Like, It'd be a <laughs> lifetime <laughs> of fodder. <laughs> it would be so good. And so we want to know the uh, dumbest way you've ever been dumped. <laughs> could be somebody texting you saying, I just feel it in my waters. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But uh, let us know on 131060. Yeah, give us a call. That call of fame prize still up for grabs. It's the family meet and greet with the Wiggles. Uh, we'll get your calls. But uh, Shawnee B joins us in the studio, mate. Yeah. He came running, looking yeah. very dapper for Melbourne Cup yeah. Day with oh, this thank one. You. Thank you very much. Yeah. What do you got for us? Okay, so I'd just like to preface this. I was about 16 or 17 when this happened. Yeah. One of those. Anyway, maybe 17. Anyway, <laughs> so my ex-girlfriend, she used to always wear leopard print tights. And I really didn't like them. I didn't like them. And it was yeah. the days of Geordie Shaw, right? Yeah. 
And yeah. I wanted to break up with her, and she had my season one Geordie Shore DVD, which oh, I really geez. wanted back. So, that's, yeah, that's a deal. You'll stay with her for life. Now. I know, I know. So I Married had to go. Her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to go around. She used to do the hair like Holly. Remember Holly had the big hair? Yeah, right. So oh, that got, they got you going, did it? Yeah, it did. It did, but the tights didn't. Yeah. So anyway, so I had to go around to her house, and I was like, I need to play this very carefully because I need the Geordie Shore DVD back because she knew what I was doing. I think she knew. We had a bit of a chat about it. Yeah. But I needed to get the DVD back, but I needed to do the breakup that day. Yeah. So I went to the house, and she had in a top drawer. I didn't know that at the time. So I was like, she's probably hidden it there. So yeah, keep so, you there. Yeah, literally she, she hid it there to keep me there. <laughs> anyway, I did the, I, I broke up with her over the leopard print tights. I got the DVD back. Thank God. But it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was probably one of the worst breakups of my life. Yeah. You know, she was distraught and I, I couldn't tell her it was about the leopard print tights. No. But I think she knows that now. Well, I think she's, you reckon <laughs> yeah. she's worked it out. I like think she's worked it out. 14 yeah. years, 15 yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah. yeah, she's got it. it it's, it's hard when you say you've got to have the chat. I remember an ex-girlfriend of mine, I said, I need to chat with you, and went to her house, but I didn't want to go inside and do it because her whole family was home. Yeah. So I did it in the driveway to come out. We did it in the driveway. Then her brothers peeked out the curtain. They were older than me, and they were looking down at me doing it. Oh, while I broke oh, up no. with her. I've yeah. got an audience. Yeah. yeah. So and I've done oh, it in the mate. doorway in front of housemates. Oh. <laughs> the anxiety. Well, you've had about 45 exes. So yeah. you've had a... <laughs> That's true. And you've never been dumped. So you've had some great stories. Oh, mate. That particular one. I think I'd left like a couple of items. It wasn't as coveted as a Geordie Shore DVD season one. Yeah. But uh, but I was like, oh, you know, I've left my, I don't know, like jeans and a t-shirt or something at her place. She's like, oh, you can come around and get it. And I'm just like, just just bring it into work, please. <laughs> oh, you like, worked with her? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, geez, so one God. time I broke my own rule. <laughs> Was, and then I just went really hard back to living the rule, don't date somebody from work. Yeah, that's tough. That's yeah. real tough. Well, I worked with my partner. That's going well. Oh, it is. It's, it's going very well. Yeah. That's an absolute legend. Yeah, yeah, I married my work. boss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, just, that's just smart for business, yeah. man. <laughs> that was the Nick, Jess and Ducko with Ash London Podcast. The new McCrispy from Macca's is set to be their next big thing. Try it today at Macca's. Available after 10.30am. Hits 106.